Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh, yes. Thursday. How are you doing out there? Welcome into the Matlock Show. I am Matlock, your host. Man, do I have a great show prepared for you. I'm tired. I'm I'm worn out. I had a big day yesterday. I got to go. I got invited to uh, go shoot some clay pigeons or skeet or trap or whatever you would like to refer it as. I had a great time. We hung out at the uh, Defender Outdoors outdoor shooting ranch yesterday here in Fort Worth, Texas. I have not taken my shotgun out of the gun safe since, uh, I don't know, three years ago when I was turkey hunting, but uh, I got invited by Par- Party File Steve and the one and only Chad Prather. So I got to hang out with those boys yesterday, had a good time, um, shot some things, drank some things. Told a few stories. Some may have been true. Some may have not been. You know, you, us men are known to uh, exaggerate from uh, time to time, but had just a fantastic time hanging out at the uh, shooting range yesterday, shooting traps, shooting skeet, whatever you call it. We did pretty well. I mean, for someone, I had not done that. I mean, if you have never shot uh, clay pigeons, it's hard. It, it, it's hard. I don't care how good of a shot you are. It's hard to do, and we had a great time. All right, welcome into the program. Go find me over at Real Matlock on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. You can find me at the Cartel Matt on Facebook, and then, of course, my live television show on America's Voice News. You need, you need to go download the app on your iOS or your Android phone, on your Roku, on your Amazon Fire Stick or on your Apple TV, or just at americasvoicenews.com, whatever trips your trigger. Um, Proud, I said this the other day, I forgot to mention it, I think yesterday, I'm humbled and and very proud to be an ambassador for savethebrave.org. Go over to savethebrave.org, check out their mission. Fantastic folks over there, Scott Husing, author, Echo and Ramadi, asked me to do that. I am more than happy to, Had a, I mean, just humbled. Humbled to even think that he would offer, but go over to savethebrave.org. Check it out. Check out their mission. If you'd like to, you know, donate them some money, please do so. They're a 501c3, and 100% of all monies goes to the charity. So you've got that. Um, What else do I got going on? Oh, we got that giveaway going on. The October giveaway. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm a little bit... I'm a little disappointed because, you know, first of all, you guys are following directions now better, which is good. But uh, I put out that tweet 
I want 2,500 retweets on that uh, Matlock Show hat and t-shirt, on the combat flip-flops, and on the two bags of Scars and Stripes coffee. Um, we've got about 50 to 100, maybe 150. I don't know. Last time I looked, it wasn't very high. Now, you would think with 47,000 Twitter followers that I have, and all you people listening to the program, I mean, I've got about 2,000 people a day now listening to this program, you think uh, 2,500 wouldn't be a problem. I think I'm getting shadow banned on Twitter. I mean, I think this is a, a very good look at what social media does to conservatives like me. And this really isn't even that conservative. I, I mean, I'm just giving away some merchandise. All I want you to do is retweet it and let people know I'm out there and to follow me. But here we are. So that's still going on. And make sure you go share it. Go retweet it if you haven't, if you're listening to this program. And I know you're listening. Thank you. Because I get the numbers every day. It's fantastic. We're growing. We're, we're growing exponentially. Now, I've got a little surprise for you. Um, I'm working and I told you guys, so don't get your hopes up here, but I think we've got it. I think we've got it, uh, tentative, tentatively, um, scheduled beer for brunch is coming back. I told you it would be, um, I've been working hard because you can't do, so here's the deal. I can't do beer for brunch by myself. I can't sit here. I got to talk. I've got really no ads other than my live reads. So I have to sit here and I have to talk. And talking and drinking and, and trying to do what we did on Beer for Brunch with the conservative cartel is almost impossible. So I'm working behind the scenes. I may have a mystery guest who is willing to join me a couple times a month. So I think we're going to bring back Beer for Brunch at least every other Friday. At least. We'll see. I don't know if we're going to do every Friday yet or not, but uh, we'll have some fun there. Now, I know it'll be in the afternoon, but it'll be, five, it'll be 4 o'clock in the afternoon when I, when I drop the podcast on a Friday. So beer for brunch will actually turn into your beer for afternoon or 5 o'clock somewhere, but it's still beer for brunch. I can't do it live. That's the problem. Um, I've got to do my television show and a bunch of other stuff, and I'm a busy feller. So beer for brunch, I believe, is coming back here in the next couple of weeks. Um, all right, so let's get after it. This, this part of the program brought to you by Scars and Stripes Coffee. Make sure you head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Not only do they have great coffee. I mean, the coffee's fantastic. They've got several options now. They're, they're moving and grooving. They're, they're getting ready to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I just talked to the owner the other, day, the other day, Chad. He is fantastic. Big things coming in the future of Scars and Stripes Coffee. But not only do you get great coffee, by the way, not only do they have great merchandise, but you can head over there and you can help support a veteran. Because what Scars and Stripes Coffee does is they offer these veterans an e-commerce platform. They don't have to pay for it. They can go out there and then get signed up. They're, they're only signing up veterans. I love this. And all veteran sales force. But these veterans will have an e-commerce platform to sell coffee, merchandise, whatever it may be. And you can help them in that mission. If you know a veteran, if you've got one near you, um, a little birdie told me that there's going to be a, uh, a soon to come, let, I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag. There's going to be a locator on this new website that's going to allow you to find your local veteran for Scars and Stripes Coffee. All right, I did it. There, there. I'm sorry, Chad. But it's cool. Maybe I could let that meow. 
I like letting the cat out of the bag. Meow. Anyway, so that's what, you know, you'll be able to empower a veteran. You'll have no choice but to empower a veteran. They have a great cause, great coffee, great merchandise. Head over there now, scarsandstripescoffee.com, or you can head to my website, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E, and click on that Scars and Stripes Coffee link. Anything, I'm telling you, if you want anything on this show, just go to my website thematlockshow.com. You can find my social media links. You can find wherever I'm at, Save the Brave, uh, America's Voice News, Scars and Stripes Coffee, Verb Forever, Rocky Stucci, my buddy. You know, you can find it all over my website, thematlockshow.com. Plus, I have a shop. Um, You guys want to buy something? No, it's okay if you do. I got to get a t-shirt sent out today. I certainly appreciate it. Gloria's been waiting. I have been busy. I apologize, but it's coming. So I got that shirt to get sent out today. But there's shirts, hats over there. It's fantastic, thematlockshow.com. All right, let's let us let us do some politics, shall we? Um, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of things happening. Um, where should I start? Should I start with Trump? Should I start with Adam Schiff for brains? Or should I start with Rudy Giuliani? Let's start with Trump. I want to start with Trump. Let's start with Trump. I, I found this article yesterday, and I, I'm telling you, the left, the mainstream media is desperate. And the reason I say that is we're no longer getting journalism. We're no longer getting the who, what, where, why of a story. You know, we're not, we're getting all propaganda. You know, the, the, the mainstream media wants you to read a story and they want a specific reaction. It's propaganda. It's narrative. They're not writing the story to tell you that Sally Jane wrecked her bike on 7th Street and scraped up her knee and she had to be taken to the emergency room for a bandage. You know, that's the story, right? Instead, they want to tell you that Sally Jane was riding her bike and a crazy conservative ran her off the road with his car, almost killed her. She hit eight bushes, 12 ditches, and had 20 scrapes, and now she's suing the city of Portland for that incident. That, that's her story. You, you see, you know, none of it's true. And now you want to talk about over the, and I was being facetious on that story, but I want you to listen to this story. This is one of the dumbest stories I have ever seen come out of the mainstream media in quite a while. It says, watch, this is the headline, Trump blasts wrong newspaper as corrupt during Oval Office tirade. Um, There's so many corrupt newspapers. How could you not get them confused? Seriously. And when you blast a newspaper, you're probably close to that. You're probably right. They probably are corrupt. I mean, you're probably not wrong. So President Trump blasted a report that said he requested, get this, a moat with alligators, snakes, and an electric fence as part of the planned wall along the southern border during a wild Oval Office uh, press conference on Wednesday. Now, I want you to look at this on its face, okay? Uh, you know, let, 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 let's just be common sense people like we are, right? Um, a newspaper wrote an article that Trump said he wanted a moat with alligators, snakes, and an electric fence at the border. Do you think Trump was being serious? 
I mean, that, that that's the question here, right? Do you think the president was being serious if he said something like this? Did he say something like this? Probably. Trump says a lot of things. Do you think he was serious about it? Or do you think he was just joking? The, I, I'm telling you, the left has no humor. None. They can't laugh at themselves. They can't laugh at a joke. They all get all pissy-assed pissy over really good memes. I don't know if you've seen the latest meme I've got up on uh, on uh, oh Instagram. So I've, I put this meme up on Instagram, right? It's uh, Francis O'Rourke. I don't know if you saw it, but I'll explain it to you. It's funnier than hell. I mean, it's just funny. So it has a picture of Robert Francis O'Rourke. He has got a microphone in his right hand. His hands are spread. He, he He's standing up and his hands are spread out. You know, he's got his arms both out. And he's just standing there. And this is what the meme says. A New Hampshire Democratic presidential poll has Beto O'Rourke at 2%. And at the on the bottom of that meme says he's tied with skim milk. It's a funny meme. It's a funny meme. It's from Patriot Humor. I shared that to my Instagram and my Facebook, and you should see the responses I'm getting from these idiot lefties. Oh, that's terrible. That's racist. That's, it's milk. It literally is milk. <laughs> you know, just because Francis is white and he pulls less than 2%, that's what makes it, you know, the truth makes it funny, but the left has no humor. The left doesn't see that. You know, the le I, 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 I like memes. I like good memes about Trump. You know, it, it's for fun. It's for a chuckle. It's for giggles. But the left takes themselves so effing seriously. And point in case, this stupid, this stupid story. President Trump blasted a report that he requested a moat with alligators, snakes, and an electric fence as part of the planned wall along the southern border during a wild press conference Wednesday. The president disputed a New York Slimes report that claimed his officials denied requests to install, among other things, flesh-piercing flesh spikes, an electrified wall, and soldiers who would shoot rocks... Who would... Okay, and soldiers who would shoot rock-throwing migrants... There you go. Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't dislike the idea of an electric fence. How much would that cost? Seriously. You know, they use electric. I'm a country boy. They use electric fences to keep cows pinned in. Go ahead and touch that fence. Go ahead and climb it. See what happens when you get a little jolt. You know, I've been drunk once or twice. Shh, don't tell anybody. I might have drank an alcoholic beverage at one time. I might have peed on an electric fence. It hurts. Yeah, you, you won't do it again. You know, I mean, think outside the box, right? If you got, you know, what are the left saying? Well, the fence isn't tall enough. They'll climb over it. Well, you put a little electricity in it, they ain't going to climb anything. You know, so when we sit here and talk about this stuff, I get a chuckle. But yeah, don't, don't, don't pee on an electric fence. It hurts. Anyway, the president disputed a New York Slimes report that claimed his officials denied requests to install, among other things, I want to say this again, just to make sure you heard me right the first time, flesh-piercing spikes, an electrified wall, and soldiers who would shoot rock-throwing migrants. Now, the Slimes report 
published on Tuesday, included an excerpt from a book by two of the paper's reporters. It read, quote, privately, here we go, anonymously, privately, he said off the record, you know, privately, the president had often talked about fortifying a border wall with a water-filled trench stocked with snakes or alligators, prompting aides to seek a cost estimate. That's su such BS. Bravo, Sierra. I'm, I'm sorry. Privately, Trump's, you can say, I, you know, I can say, well, you know, privately, Trump told me, and then say something. It, that, that's not journalism. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Well, I heard from a friend who heard from a, heard it from a friend who, I mean, come on, we're not Ario Speedwagon here. Is this where our government, is this what our government's become? You know, you heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from their doctor, heard it from his mother. I mean, is this what we've become? And so, of course, Trump, in Trump's usual way, is going to punch back because it's idiocy. So Trump, who mixed up the slimes with the Washington Compost, I can see how he could do that. They're both crappy newspapers. I mean, they both don't tell the truth. I could see how he could confuse them. So he mixed up the, the slimes with the Washington Compost, said his communications staff had informed him of an excerpt of, from a book being written by Washington Post people, adding, you know, it's inaccurate and probably a fraud. Right on the money, Mr. President. The book, Border Wars, Inside Trump's Assault on Immigration is written by New York Times reporters Michael Shear and Julie Hirschfeld Davis. Trump even said he questioned his communications team when he was asked about details of the report, such as the wall being electrified with spikes on top that could pierce human flesh. Quote, they came to me, the comms people, they came to me yesterday and said, did you say this? I said, why are you asking this stupid question, Trump? So, I mean, yeah. Trump, why are you asking this stupid question? Flesh piercing steaks? Is this the Game of Thrones? You know, are, are, are we gonna are we gonna chop off heads, put them on a stake, and hang them at the wall on the border? I mean, we're we're not that inhumane. We're just you know I, this is so crazy. What does a wall do? A wall uh, uh, detours you from coming across the border. It makes you think twice. Instead of just walking right across the border, now you've got an impediment. Now you have something that says to you, well, I may have to exert some energy to get where I'm going. Maybe I won't. We're not going to kill you. We, we don't have snipers on the top of the wall. Like I said, we don't have stakes. We're not putting heads up there. I mean, these people are nuts. You get, you get, stop watching television. I mean, you're living in la-la land. How about you come back to reality? for a second. And Trump's right. Why would you even ask me that stupid question? Of course I didn't say that. I mean, who in the hell in the right mind says that? And I'm sorry, but you know he didn't. But now it's news. I've just spent the last 10 minutes of my podcast covering the fact that the freaking mainstream media thinks Trump wants a freaking moat at the southern border on the wall. I mean, do you see this? So Trump says, I said it's obviously a fake. Because almost everything the Washington Post does is fake. But the New York Slimes wrote it. Shame on him. I mean, shame on him that he got the wrong newspaper. Oh, my goodness. That's a national security violation. I mean, they're worried about he got the wrong newspaper. Unbelievable.
I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little fired up this morning. Tired. I don't know. Why, I didn't sleep well last night. Kind of toss and turn. I watched the uh, wild card game of the uh, athletics and uh, the Rays. Good game, by the way. Boy, Tampa Bay looked good. They the, Today, Atlanta, my team, the Atlanta Braves, play today at uh, 5 o'clock. Eastern. They start off and uh, they play St. Louis Cardinals. So it'll be a rough time around my house because I'm an Atlanta Braves fan and my wife, my beautiful wife, is a Cardinals fan. So there is that. I mean, the Braves are going to beat the Cardinals. So it's okay. Don't tell her I told you that, though. Shh, it's our secret. But uh, we're going to watch that tonight. But, you know, do you ever just get tired? I, I mean, do, do you ever just get to a point where you're like, this is absurdity? You just don't believe what you read anymore. You don't believe what you see. You don't, I mean, stakes, moats, alligators at the border. I mean, this is the stuff out of fairy tales that, you know, my mom read to me when I was six kind of stuff. But yet here we are. I'm an adult. I'm not six anymore. Well, I think I'm an adult. But I'm not six anymore. And here we are hearing about these fairy tales because the left believes. I mean, you know, you know the sad thing about this whole story? The left believes this hurts Trump. I mean, the left truly believes that they can come out here and say, well, you know, I, and I'm going to tell you what's going on here. You, you I'm, I'm going to, I brought this story up today and I really don't have to finish it because it's stupid. They're on after it, it's a dumb story. <laughs> the whole reason. I mean, he got the papers wrong, but you know why, you know why the left's jumping all over this, right? Bernie Sanders. Let me tell you why Bernie Sanders had a heart treatment done yesterday, yesterday or the day before. I think it was the day before, right? You know, he's 78 years old. He's old. And, and I was talking to some buddies yesterday out there shooting shooting skeet, and we were all laughing at the fact that, you know, Bernie Sanders is 78. He wants to turn America into a socialistic country. But what happened as soon as he needed medical attention, he got it right away. Uh, I wonder if people in Venezuela, I wonder if 78-year-old people in Venezuela are getting stents put in their arteries today. No, they're not. But I'm going to tell you why they're writing these stories, because they want you to believe that Trump's losing it. That That's the whole that that's really the key to the story. If, if, if you know how to look at these stories, which I do, and if you look at what they're saying, they want you to believe that Trump's starting to get senile, that Trump has miss. He, 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 he said the wrong newspaper. That that's signs of aging, my friends, because now see, here's the whole thing. You, they don't want the, the left's in trouble. Because Bernie Sanders is ill. I'm going to tell you right now, mark my words, today, it is October 3rd. It is the Matlock Show podcast. Uh, let's mark this for prosperity. Um, Bernie Sanders is out of the race. I'm sorry, you're 78 years old. Now, it wasn't open heart surgery. Don't get me wrong. But he just had two stents placed in arteries. He's 78 years old. He's having chest pains. The rigors of the campaign trail have caught up to him, which this bodes very badly for one Joe Biden. I was reading an article um, from Breitbart, uh, John Nolte. I uh, had an article out. Let me see if I can find that here real quick because uh, it, the headline gave it away, but he, he said this very well about what was going on with age and what was going on with not only just Biden, but Sanders. Yeah, right here. Nolte, three reasons uh, quid pro quo uh, Joe is having his worst week. It, it, and it really is a good article if you get over to to Breitbart. But here's the thing: he talks about the polls, which I'm not gonna not gonna go deep into this article. He talks about the polls and how Biden is shrinking and how people are starting to pay attention now that it's October. Um, 
he's looking at the big picture. But then finally, he says, here's the thing that, that caught my attention, the pulmonary. He's talking about the heart. He says, while we all hope and pray Bernie Sanders makes a full and speedy recovery, which I said yesterday. If you, if you listen to my podcast yesterday, I said, you know, I don't wish any ill health on anybody. I don't want Bernie Sanders to die. I don't want him to be president, but those are two different things. I don't want him to die, and I pray for him and his family and his loved ones around him because that's serious, and I hope he makes a full recovery. I hope he lives as long as he can live. I mean, we all want to do that, right? We all want to live as long as we can live. We only got a certain, that's the whole thing about life. You're not guaranteed any amount of time. I could die tomorrow. I mean, look at look, look at our good friend, Doc Thompson. Got hit by a train. Your life can be over in a blink of an eye. And you can be, you can be done. I'm sure he's in a better place, but I don't want that to happen to anybody. So he says, while we all hope and pray, Bernie Sanders makes a full recovery. The political reality of the matter is still the political reality of the matter. And here's what he says. While on the campaign trail, Bernie felt chest pains, was rushed to the hospital, and surgery was performed to implant two heart stents. Bernie is still in the hospital. His presidential, presidential campaign is suspended, as is his political advertising. He uh, withdrew a $1.3 million ad buy in Iowa yesterday, just so you know. Uh, John Nolte says this is serious. It's a significant development, but not just for Bernie. Bernie Sanders is 78 years old. I talked about this the other day. Is 78 too old? Is it too old? Joe Biden will be 77 next month. And let's not forget that until today's news, Bernie was by far the most robust and energetic of the two. See, that's the thing. Joe has no energy. And after all, it was Joe Biden's eye. Remember Joe Biden's eye that filled with blood on TV just a few weeks ago? And it was Joe Biden's teeth that came loose during that debate last month? And it has been Joe Biden taking it easy on the campaign trail, going on vacation, disappearing for days at a time, not knowing what state he's in, etc. If Democrats are smart, they will remember the lesson of 2016 when an obviously frail, sickly, and weak Hillary Clinton collapsed into her paddy wagon on that September 11th memorial event. Now he says, while I have always made fun of Bernie's age, I have always used him as an example of what a robust 78-year-old looks like. How it is possible to be virile and vibrant into your late 70s. In fact, he has used Bernie as an example to explain how frail in old, Joe Biden looks by comparison. Nothing terrifies Democrats more than the idea of Trump's second term. And Bernie's little health scare here, here will probably serve as a reality check that will have them rethinking their support for these pushing 80 candidates. What they are imagining right now is what a catastrophe this would have been had Bernie won the general election. Naturally, then, these thoughts are going to turn to slow Joe and the fact that even if this happened to Bernie, there's an even bigger chance it would happen to Joe, who was never as energetic or full of fire as Bernie. This reality check could also hurt Warren, who is 70. If she wins the nomination, she will be 71 and the oldest presidential nominee from either party in history. So 
Warren seemed spry and energetic, but so did Bernie. Regardless, this has been a very bad week for Joe Biden. And and there it is. I mean, that's exactly 100% of the money. So what, what does the left have to do? They've got to come out with a story that portrays Trump being senile, Trump losing it, Trump not being able to remember it was the compost and not the slimes that wrote this silly, stupid article. See, that's where we're at in today's politics. Isn't it fantastic? And isn't that amazing what's going on? All right, guys, we're going to change gears here. Do me a quick favor. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. CombatFlipFlops.com. Bat for running. Worse for fighting. Uh, Flip-flop weather is uh, rapidly ending for those of you in the upper Midwest, in the Northeast, in the Northwest. Hell, they already got blizzards up around Idaho and the Rockies and the Dakotas. I mean, you're not wearing flip-flops up there anymore, but combat flip-flops is more than just flip-flops. Now, they got great flip-flops, well-made, love my flip-flops. I got the Zero Rise and the Coyote Flopperators, love them both. May buy a pair of AK-47s here before all said and done, but you can buy anything at the Combat Flip-Flops website just by using Lock 2-5. Save 25% today. Lock 2-5, L-O-C-K-E. You can get over there and get you some merchandise. You can get you some flip-flops. You can get you some jewelry. But what happens here, what's a fantastic, and why I love the guys over at Combat Flip-Flops, they understand that education helps in fighting. So they donate money to help, edu- to help educate Afghanistan women. So everything that you buy over at CombatFlipFlops.com, goes to help an Afghanistan woman become educated. They give a portion of it. It's fantastic. Head over to combatflipflops.com right now. Use lock 25, L-O-C-K-E, 25. Do it now. Do it now, now. Lock 25. Get your flip-flops. Get your merchandise. Love those guys. Lock25.com. All right. Um, Let's go to Adam Schiff. Let, 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 let's go to Schiff for brains because we've got some interesting stories out today. I've got, I've got three of them <clears throat> on Ukraine that uh, we're going to talk about. Headline here, um, Adam Schiff knew of whistleblower complaint days before it was filed. Uh, he said that he didn't. Uh, Schiff committees reported contact with whistleblower before it happened. And now Tom Bevin says this is a gift to Donald Trump. And then ex-Ukraine prosecutor said he was told to back off of the probe of Biden-linked firm file show. Let's start there first, and then we'll head to um, the reported contact before and then the complaint. But uh, the fire prosecutor at the center of the Ukraine controversy said during a private interview with President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, see, that's why the House is subpoenaing Rudy, because they're mad. Rudy told us the other day, I've got better and better stuff that's coming out. You just wait and watch. This is only day one. There's going to be days of even bigger bombshells. And now we're seeing this today. The fire prosecutor, the center of the Ukraine controversy, said during a private interview with Rudy Giuliani earlier this year that he was told to back off an investigation involving a natural gas firm that was linked to Joe Biden's son according to details of that interview, that were handed over to who? Congress, by the State Department's Inspector General. That happened yesterday. Now, Fox News obtained a copy of Giuliani's notes from, get this, his January of 2019 interview 
with fired Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin. I want you to remember that date. It's important coming up here in a minute, in which he claims that this investigation stopped out of fear of the United States. Quote, Mr. Shokin attempted to continue the investigation, but on or around June or July of 15, 2015, the U.S. ambassador, Jeffrey Pyatt, told him that the investigation had to be handled with white gloves, which, according to Mr. Shokin, implied that he do nothing. The notes from the interview stated. Now, the notes also claim Shokin was told Biden had held up U.S. aid to Ukraine over the investigation. Quid pro quo, anybody? Yeah. Uh, Shokin was fired in April 16th, and his case was closed by the current prosecutor general, uh, Lutsenko, according to the notes. Despite his claims, Shokin on both sides of the Atlantic had been widely accused of corruption. Of course he was, because they wanted to bury this. So what do you do? You kill the messenger. You kill the guy. You, you, you take him out. And of course, everybody's got to make him look like he's corrupt. But Biden's role is back in the spotlight after Democrats launched an impeachment inquiry over Trump's effort to convince Ukraine to look into Biden's actions. Biden, who has been seeking to unseat President Trump in 2020, once famously boasted on camera that he that is vice president and spearheading the Obama administration's Ukraine policy, he successfully pressured Ukraine to fire Shokin, who was the top prosecutor at the time. And at the time, he was investigating the founder of Burisma Holdings, who employed Hunter Biden on their board. Huh. Allies of the Democrat, though, maintained that his intervention prompting the fire of Sh firing of Shokin had nothing to do with his son, but rather was tied to the corruption concerns. Yeah, that's the new thing, uh, the concerns of corruption. I saw yesterday, which I had to giggle at. Someone actually came out and said, well, Biden didn't get the prosecutor fired um, because of his son. He got him fired because of the corruption. The corruption was so bad, he wanted something who would be more, it would be tougher on the corruption. Yeah. So what they're what the left's trying to tell you is that Biden wanted someone who would investigate him and his son even closer, in, in, in more in detail. Yeah, right. Give me a break. But that's the new theory floating around. Now it's funny because the left's out there. The left's pissed. You know they're seeing this information. They're sending out subpoenas to one Rudy Giuliani because they don't want this information out there. The more information that comes to light on what's going on in Ukraine, the worse and worse it looks for Joe Biden. Now, quote, I want you to listen to this, quote, the substance of President Trump and Rudy Giuliani's claims have been roundly discredited. By who? Who? By the Obama administration? By Eric Holder, by Loretta Lynch, by the news media that's carrying the water for you? Who has roundly discredited these claims? And, you know, the funny thing is we're starting to see all of this information. The picture of them playing golf after Joe Biden said, well, I didn't know what my son was doing. I didn't talk to him. And now we're starting to see notes from Shokin himself saying, um, I was told by my government, hands off. I was told for my government to step down. I was told white gloves. So who has roundly discredited this? That came from Biden Deputy Campaign Chairman uh, Kate Bedingfield. She says, this is not a claim from the campaigner, Joe. This is an irrefutable fact. No, it's not. 
We got facts coming out all the time. We're seeing this crazy stuff all the time. What was Hunter Biden being paid for? Because he was an effing moron. I mean, seriously, I went to Twitter yesterday. Let me pull this up. This is a good one because I, I love it. I, I said, and I remembered succinct, succinctly our, that our president has brass balls. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. So Trump had a presser and he was talking about how corrupt the Bidens are and how ridiculous it is that you would believe that they would pay Hunter Biden for doing nothing. Yeah, right right here. Where, where is it? I got to find. Oh, I, I know. Oh, they hit it. Those little bastards. Those little bastards on Twitter, they hide stuff. Here it is. I found the Dagon thing. You can't hide it that long from me, little, little stinkers. But uh, here's Trump. He said, uh, when was this? This was um, October 2nd, yesterday at 1048 a.m. He says, the do-nothing Democrats should be focused on building up our country not wasting everybody's time and energy on bullshit. And that's in capital letters, which is what they have been doing ever since I got overwhelmingly elected in 2016 by a 306 to 223 margin. Get a better candidate this time. You'll need it. But Trump was telling the press yesterday about how crooked the Bidens are. And then he looked at the press and he says, you know what? And I know it. I mean, tell me why. You would hire a person who has zero, zero experience in what you do and pay them $83,000 a month. It's because your dad's vice president. So to sit here and say it's, a, it's an irrefutable fact it is a lie. Now, the Wall Street Journal reported last week that by the time of Biden's intervention, the Burisma po probe had been dormant. However, Shokin at the time, according to this interview with Rudy, was investigating Mykola Zolovsky, the former Minister of Ecology and Natural Resources of Ukraine, also the founder of Burisma. Hunter Biden was appointed to the board of that firm, which Shokin claimed was an appointment made by Zolovsky in order to protect himself. So we've got corruption here. We know we have corruption here. We know what we're looking at. We're seeing this. And of course, the left is fighting back. The deep state is fighting back. Now, this only starts getting better because I've got a couple stories here. Adam Schiff for brains. Yeah. Pencil neck. Well, he knew. He knew of the whistleblower complaint days before it was filed. Now, what have we been saying about this? That it might have been written by an attorney? That it might have been written by Schiff's aides? Now we know that to be a fact. Once again, irrefutable facts, right? House Intelligence Committee Chairman, Rep. Adam Schiff for brains, knew about the whistleblower complaint days before it was officially filed. Schiff, who performed a dramatized version of President Trump's phone call. No, it was a lie. It was an outright lie. He just made it up. Well, he was aware of the contents of the whistleblower complaint days before the partisan CIA official formally filed the complaint. Yeah, we're talking about a leaker. And think about it. He helped this person. So he knows who this person is, and he helped them with the details. Not a setup or anything, right? Nothing to see here. 
the left will tell you. After the, de after the detailing his accusations to the agency's top lawyer, the leaker took his complaint to a House Intelligence Committee aide who relayed the information to Schiff, who is largely, largely leading the charge on the impeachment inquiry. Now, per the New York Slimes, before going to Congress, the CIA officer had a colleague, are you a person, another secondhand person, had a colleague convey his accusations to the agency's top lawyer. Concerned about how that avenue for airing his allegations was unfolding, the officer then approached a House Intelligence Committee aide, alerting him to the accusations against Mr. Trump. In both cases, the original accusation was vague. The House staff member, following the committee's procedures, suggested the officer find a lawyer to advise him and file a whistleblower complaint. The aide shared some of what the officer conveyed to Mr. Schiff. The aide did not share the whistleblower's identity with Mr. Schiff or anyone else. Bullshit. As the Times detailed, the leaker eventually brought the complaint to Michael Atkinson, the inspector general for the intelligence community, as Schiff's aide suggested. That move gave the leaker added protection against reprisals and also allowed him to legally report on classified information. So only after approaching Adam Schiff for brains did this person decide that it was time to go the right route. So Sam Stein, this was kind of funny. I saw Sam Stein on Twitter the other day once again. I didn't know who Sam I didn't know who Sam Stein was. So I looked him up and, and I found him on Twitter and I want to find this tweet because I replied to it and, and it's moronic to say the least. Let me see if I can find my, my Sam Stein tweet because I, I chuckled out loud, but this is what, <clears throat> excuse me, this is what these liberals do. I mean, they're, they're, they're crazy. It, it's so unbelievable and I don't think. Um, I'm going to find it now. And that's, let me see if I can do this just real quick. Sam Stein. Let's see if I can find that. Let me see if I can find that tweet. The guy was a moron. Here we go. Sam Stein found him. Um, let me see. Yeah, I'm not. So Sam Stein pretty much said, and, and you know, he's tweeted a lot. He doesn't like Trump, which I think is kind of funny. Um, Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here, listen to this tweet from about a day ago from, Stan, from Sam Stein. He says, Schiff did appear to lie here in previously saying that his office had not spoken directly with the leaker. But he says, but if you care more about this stuff than the actual substance of the, the whistleblower complaint, then you're being a hack. I want you to think about that for a second. Schiff lied, but it's okay because the ends justify the means. This guy's a puke. This guy is an absolute, I mean, oh, it's okay for us to lie. It's okay because the content's there. It's really the content that we're worried about, not the fact that he lied. I mean, these people are just incorrigible. 
So Sam Stein. So here's the deal. Schiff told MSLSD's Morning Joe on September 17th that we, we, not him, we, plural, had not spoken directly to the so-called whistleblower. The whistleblower complaint is dated August 12th, more than a month before we found out about it. So Sam Stein says, hey, Congressman, a couple questions here on this whistleblower front. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> First off, have you heard from the whistleblower? No. Are you, do you want to hear from the whistleblower? What protections could you provide to the whistleblower? And then you also said that the DNI, refusing to turn over the stuff citing a request from a higher authority, the insinuation left, at least for me and others, was that the president himself had intervened. Is that the insinuation you sought to provide? And if so, what basis do you have for making that insinuation? A lot of questions there, right? <clears throat> A lot of questions. <clears throat> Got this little frog in my throat. I don't know what's going on. Nothing's wrong. So Schiff says, we have not spoken directly. We have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. We would like to, but I'm sure the whistleblower has concerns that he has not been advised, as the law requires, by the inspector general or the director of national intelligence, just as how he, he should communicate with Congress. So the risk for the whistleblower is retaliation. Will the whistleblower be protected under the statute? The office, if, if the offices that are supposed to come to his assistance and provide the mechanisms are unwilling to do so. But yes, we would love to talk directly with the whistleblower. Yeah. So a spokesman for Schiff denied any wrongdoing on the chairman's behalf in speaking to the Times, quote, like other whistleblowers have done before and since under Republican and Democrat-controlled committees, the whistleblower contacted the committee for guidance on how to report possible wrongdoing within the jurisdiction of the intelligence community. That's from Patrick Bolin, a Schiff spokesperson. Now, Bolin claimed, that shift did not view the entire complaint prior to the release. Who cares if you, I mean, you knew firsthand. You had firsthand information. You guided the whistleblower through it. And now you've got egg on your face. And I'm going to tell you, it's kind of funny now because here's the story. Tom Bevan, Tom Bevan goes on to these talk shows and he says, you know what? This is a gift to Trump. He says, as everybody's racing to try and frame the narrative, this is a gift to Donald Trump in the sense that he can now muddy the waters and say, look, this was a setup. This was a fraud. This is a hoax. It is. It is a setup. They were working intimately. The leaker was working intimately with Adam Schiff's office. And you want to know something here? You got to ask yourself about this impeachment because I've got an article here, Nancy Pelosi. Well, let me do this first. Do me a big favor. Well, we're going to take a real quick break here, but we're going to go to Nancy Pelosi and we're going to talk about some impeachment and some intelligence committees and Adam Schiff. And we're going to wrap all this up together. But I'll, I want to tell you here, go to the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E, click on that Verb Forever link, CBD oil, cream, for your dog, for you, it's fantastic. It's 
some of the best on the market today. It's approved. It's a, it's tested. If, if you've got aches and pains, if you've got inflammation, headaches, anxiety, having a hard time sleeping, you need to head over to Verve Forever. Verveforever.com. Or you can find the link on my website, thematlockshow.com. If you use, and I'm being told, I don't know if this is a fact, but I'll throw it out there and maybe you can try it. If you're a first-time customer, <clears throat> you can use Verve 50, V-E-R-V-E-5-0, and you can get half off your initial order. If you're a reoccurring customer, and I had a customer um, tweet me the other day and said, I use Verve 30, V-E-R-V-E-3-0, and it has worked. It may very well. You can try it, but I've been given the code Verve 20, V-E-R-V-E 20, so you can at least save 20%. You can go over there and try it, thematlockshow.com. Get you some CBD oil for you, for your pet. We have it for our dog. I'm telling you, it works. Our dog is doing a whole lot better. And I'm, it has to be from the CBD oil. He's getting around better. He's more active. He looks more alert. I mean, it's done well. Head over to thematlockshow.com. Hit that Verb Forever link. Use Verb 2030 or 50. If you're a first-time customer, do it now. Verveforever.com, thematlockshow.com. Get over there and get your CBD oil, your cream, or for your dog. Do it now. Um, all right, so Schiff. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about Schiff. We're talking about helping, aiding, and abetting this whistleblower. And I use that term loosely because the person's really not a whistleblower. This is a great big sham. It's a setup. And I just told you, you know, you've got this uh, Tom Bevan saying, you know what, this is a gift to Trump because it's a setup. It's a complete and utter fraud. And they're trying to impeach Trump on this. Well, they're doing an impeachment inquiry, right? So Nancy Pelosi, when she was confronted with the question of what's going on with this impeachment, she dodged the question not once, but twice. On September 24th, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi declared that House Democrats would undertake an impeachment inquiry of President Trump without putting the question up to a vote in the House of Representatives. On Wednesday morning, this was yesterday, she was asked about the move twice, and she declined to directly answer twice. One Capitol Hill reporter asked the speaker, have you taken off the table or do you plan for a full house vote on impeachment? It, it, it's a relevant question because to start impeachment proceedings, you've got to have a vote in the house. And what have I told you here? If you're listening to the Matlock show, there's never going to be a vote. There's going to be a vote. These people don't want to do this. And I'm going to tell you, you want to know why? This impeachment inquiry is running through the intelligence committees of the House, which it doesn't normally do. All of these bozos can then come out and tell you, well, this is a matter of national security. We, we got to keep this stuff classified. So what this really means is they can do anything they want. Our government's out of control. We have folks who are in the intelligence committees running amok with no guidance and no supervision, and they're keeping it in these intelligence committees so they can hide it from you. Because an impeachment is supposed to be right out in the open. 
There's supposed to be transparency. Remember that that funny word that uh, the left uses whenever they want Republicans to do as they say? They want transparency. But what are we lacking here? Transparency. We have, we've got none. We're hiding behind closed doors. And now I've got an article here which just cracks me up. GOP are demanding equal playing field ahead of this Ukraine envoy Volker scheduled testimony. House Republicans are demanding an equal playing field in the Democrat-led impeachment probe against President Trump after Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff said ahead of Thursday's scheduled testimony from former U.S. envoy for Ukraine, Kurt Volker, that the GOP members of the Foreign Affairs Committee will not be permitted to ask questions or to have equal representation during the questioning. Why? Huh. What, 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 why do you think that's the case? Volker is scheduled to be the first key witness to testify as part of a probe into an anonymous leaker complaint about a July 25th phone call in which Trump asked Ukrainian President Zelensky to investigate Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden's family dealings. The interview will be behind closed doors. So, interviews behind closed doors. House Republicans do not get to have a say in it. What's going on here? What are you hiding? The lead Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee wrote Wednesday, I was alarmed to learn less than 24 hours before the first interview is scheduled to start that it will be led by an intelligence committee that questioning will be done solely by their staff. We were told that only a single Republican professional staffer from the Foreign Affairs Committee will be allowed to attend while the majority will have two. Rep. Michael McCall, Texas, the committee's ranking member, continued, these constraints on committee and Republican participation are unacceptable and at odds with the House rules and general fairness. We demand equal representation and participation in this inquiry. There is too much at stake for America and Congress. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be easy, right? I mean, that that would make perfect sense to have Republicans in here too. Well, it would make perfect sense that Nancy Pelosi would say, yeah, we're going to vote for impeachment, but they're not. They're not going to vote to impeach. I told you this yesterday on the show. This is nothing but theater. All this is is media theater. That's all it is. There's nothing um, constitutionally is going to happen. There's nothing, you know, that anything anywhere has to do with what would actually be the law, which would actually be the impeachment proceeding, which would actually be an investigation, which would see the left get their asses handed to them. And my final story of the day is I've got about four minutes here. After all of this blowback, after all of this shakedown, after everything we've seen, we are now seeing Rudy Giuliani, the president's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and the guy, remember when I told you to remember the January of 19 interview? The left wants you to believe that Trump was singling out Joe Biden. This was before Joe Biden ever even said he was running for president. Remember, Joe got in late. Joe didn't get in until like March. 
So to say that they were singling out Joe is just completely false. This interview happened in January of 19 when they were asking Joe, when they were asking Shokin about Joe and his son before Joe had even gotten into the race. So at that point, he was not a political opponent. They were talking about corruption in Ukraine. And it just happened to be that Joe Biden was was the head of that. But Rudy Giuliani, out of all this, which just this is so sad because this is where our country's at today. Rudy Giuliani is considering suing Democrats for rogue impeachment proceedings. Should he? I mean, should he? Rudy Giuliani, President Donald Trump's personal attorney, said on Tuesday that he is considering suing Democrats orchestrating the impeachment inquiry into the president's dealings with foreign governments and executive branch power granted to him in Article 2 of the Constitution. Quote, I think we have to raise their consideration of constitutional and criminal rights, Giuliani said. This is worse than McCarthy. He says, how about a total illicit impeachment proceeding? This is illicit rogue impeachment proceeding. Now, Giuliani is considering lawsuits against Democrats for allegedly violating the constitutional and civil rights of the president and members of his administration amid new congressional inquiries and subpoenas resulting from a leaker complaint. Interesting, isn't it? Because now the right is starting to fight back. The left hates it. You know, normally how this works, as I finish this program today, here's normally how things work in D.C. Democrats claim you did something, right? Because you're a conservative. So Democrats claim you did something. Then they run to the media and they bombard you with negative press. They bombard you. They call you every name in the book. They subpoena you. They put you under investigation. They do all of this stuff, right? And they demean you. And normally what Republicans do is they put their tail between their legs and they run. They don't like it. What does Trump do? He punches back. And he punches back twice as hard. So now the average Republican, he's done already. He's gone. Now Trump, he just keeps pounding through. Because he believes if he keeps pounding through, on the other side, the truth will set him free. And look at what's happening. We're starting to see about the co-op, the cooperation of Schiff in this whistleblower. We're starting to see the likes of a, of a Rudy Giuliani saying, you know what? I'm going to sue you. You're violating my constitutional and civil rights. I have rights. You're violating them. And oh, by the way, Adam Schiff, you're lying. You're in front of an intelligence committee and you are making up information in that transcript. And on top of that, you're setting up the president by working with the whistleblower to make sure their statement is locked tight and, and lawyered up. And then you got Nancy Pelosi running around out there doing political theater because she can't keep her far left caucus in line. She can't keep her AOC caucus. She can't keep the squad from squawking. So you've got just a political tsunami. And what's going on? Trump is amplifying it at every turn. And everything the Democrats have tried to do has just bounced off of him, and they're getting more desperate, and they're getting more insane as Trump gets closer 
and closer and closer to the truth. And they know it. So we start seeing these ridiculous claims in the stuff going on, in the things happening, and here we are. Here we are. It's a tangled web we weave when first we try to deceive. And the Democrat Party is lying through their teeth. All right, guys, that's it. Head over to thematlockshow.com. Get over there. Get to the shop. Get to Verb Forever. Get to Scars and Stripes Coffee. Get out there to Combat Flip Flops. And remember, I got that giveaway going on over on Twitter. You got to go retweet it. I know you're listening out there. Go retweet it on Twitter if you want to be signed up for the giveaway. Okay? That's it for today. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday for today. The the Matlock Show is out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. I promise that you'll never find another like me. With the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. That's 4% cash back on milkshakes with extra whipped cream. And 4% to get extra loud at the show. The Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. What's in your wallet? Hey guys, it's Taylor. You can buy my new album, Lover, at taylorswift.com. Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA.